So, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. We'll begin with um, a, a, two salawats, one of Sheikh Musafir. Um, o oh, beloved Allah, please shower your blessings upon our master Muhammad and the noble family of Muhammad as many times as there are breaths in created beings. Alhamdulillah. So, as many times as there are breaths in created beings. And everything has breath. In the Salat of Abdul Qadir Gailani, O oh Allah, please bestow your greatest blessings and peace, your exalted honor and glory, your sublime grace and nobility, and your ceaseless increase and ever-renewed completion upon our Master Muhammad through whom you have opened the locks of the treasure of existence and whom you have appointed as the distributor of your favor and generosity and whom you raised to the highest levels of the towers of direct vision and witnessing and whom you have welcomed into your most holy presence whenever and however he wishes without restriction, placing at his service the angels drawn near the one whom you established as the central axis around whom the spheres revolve and whom you have seated on the throne of the high stations and the elevated couch of empowerment and whom you have appointed with guidance, instruction and clarification. For you said in reverence and glorification, we have bestowed upon you the seven continuously repeated verses and the vast and clear Quran. In the name of Allah, Bismillah rahman rahim nun, by the pen and what is written, you are not by the grace of your Lord mad or possessed. To you belongs an everlasting and never failing reward for you were created upon the most sublime and exalted form. You are the master of the first and the last and you are the chosen one of the spiritual leaders of humanity. You are the tongue of the most holy presence, entrusted with the divine mysteries. You are the revelation of the essence and the manifestation of the names and attributes. You are the letter Ha and Rahma, the letter Mim in Mulk, Kingdom and Malakut, Dominion, and the letter Dal in Dawam, Perpetuity. You are the secret of the life of Adam and the reason for the prostration of the angels before him. And you are the soul of the souls flowing through all the bodies so that no being need be wounded by a thorn except to be guided by its pain. You are the gathering place of all the manifestations of supreme reality. And you are the source of the excellent qualities of humanity. You are the banner of his leadership Say, if you love Allah, follow me, Allah will love you. And you are the robe of his vice regency. Those who swear allegiance to you, swear allegiance only to Allah. You are the crown of his belovedness and your Lord shall give to you bounties without measure until you are satisfied. But for you, but for you, O Muhammad, I would not have created the spheres by your precious life, you are his dearest friend. May Allah grant you grace and remove from you all trace of human error. Your Lord has not forsaken you, nor is he displeased with you. You are the owner of all honor and glory. 
the bearer of the standard of praise. You are given the most beautiful approach and you are showered in the highest grace. Under your banner stand Adam and those beneath him. You are the owner of the supreme intercession and of the refreshing river of Kalthad. You are the ascending stairway to the divine good pleasure and you are the one who elevates the longing souls into nearness. You are the low tree on the border of divine sublimity, the sun of the cosmos, the full moon of perfection, the star of right guidance and the jewel of existence. Your heart friend is the most ancient and your beloved is the most generous and your path is the most direct. Your servant is the one who upholds his command. O oh Allah, please shower your blessings upon his noble family, the ones endowed with the most beautiful qualities, and his noble companions, the ones endowed with the most powerful aspirations, as long as the brightest day and the darkest night revolve, and as much as what your all-encompassing knowledge embraces and what your eternal book contains. Shower them in your all-embracing peace and never-ending abundance until the day of arising. Amen. MashaAllah. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. So this, Ya Allah, this uh, salawat and, and, and the salawat of Musafir Fendi and the salawat of Abdul Qadir Gailani, Rahmatullah alayhi, peace be upon them both, um, give us an, an inkling of the nature of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him and therefore of our own nature. For uh, we might say that he's our mirror. And so by gazing into this, um, this source of, of creation, we uh, come to ourself. And um, he is beyond what we normally consider human and what we normally, how we normally think of ourselves. So if we say, and this is, According also to Sheikh Musafir, he's called the soul of the soul, the soul of our soul. So this, this is a, a station of creation that comes immediately after the, the hidden gaib. This comes between the gaib, you might say, and creation. This is the, the matrix, uh, not matrix really as a material thing, but matrix as a a divine light as a divine essence upon which all creation is formed and and this is the reason for the goodness of creation and and the perfection of creation so we all belong to that we are all part of that soul of our souls because we are our origin so we, we have been evolved in all these forms and, and beautiful forms and, um, and, and sometimes forms that are forgetful and then become heavy with, with materiality and, and heavy with, with all the, the heaviness of the earth so that we forget our, our origin and, and essence. And um, this is why spiritual paths, because without a spiritual path, uh, we would not come to this. I mean, except, of course, through direct divine intervention. But Allah created this universe in a way so that 
we could find our way back so that each of us, each in our own unique way, would find our way back to our origin, to our truth. And so we, we can say that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is our truth. That's what makes him so immensely precious. And he, he carries this um, matrix. He is the matrix for all of our beings, all of our hearts. So in that sense, he's also, you might say, like a, a mother, as the original light is like the mother of all creation, the Nur Muhammad. And so this is where we, we should drink from and um, remind ourselves to, to, or to be reminded by Allah, because uh, the mercy of Allah is to remind us also of our true nature. And um, I wanted to actually take from Quran today, as it's customary to take um, either a, a short surah or an ayat of Quran, uh, the Quran of um, Doha. And um, I have to just find it. I think it's over here. Um, you know, here it is. So uh, I'll read that and, and I'll read it in this translation, which um, there, but by the glorious morning light. So, by the glorious morning light and by the night when it is still. Your guardian Lord, your beloved cherisher, your beloved, your lover, has not forsaken you. And he is not displeased with you. And truly, the hereafter will be better for you than the present. And soon, your beloved will give you that which will please you and fulfill you. Did he not find you an orphan? And, and he gave thee shelter. And he found you wandering, and he gave you guidance. And he found you in need. He found you desperate in need. And he made you fulfilled and independent. Therefore, Treat not the orphan with harshness, nor repulse the petitioner, but the bounty of your Lord rehearse and proclaim. MashaAllah. What a glorious, MashaAllah. May, may we live this surah. And Alhamdulillah. So this is the story of all of us in, in it originated, of course, in the consciousness of, of the prophet in, in an earthly time. And, but it's really addressed to all. And Allah, is, it, it, it said, some of the uh, ulama commentators say that it came after a time of a break in revelation and where the prophet became uh, desperate and um, felt that Allah had abandoned him and, and that he was no longer his, his messenger, his, his beloved, and um, for six months. And it said that he almost actually wanted to throw himself off of a cliff. So if the prophet of Allah wanted that. So in a way, he, he tasted everything of the states of, of, of the human life. And then 
um, they say that Allah then revealed the surah as just this brilliant light by the glorious morning light. So this must have come unto the Prophet's heart like, like the sun in all of its glory. And by the night when it is still, that time when creation is asleep, this is also the, the time of the tahajjud, this is the time of lover and beloved, this is the time where Allah descends uh, close to the, to, to the world and, and into the hearts and the time of intimate union and communion by the night when it is still. And it gets this great news, your beloved has not forsaken you. So you know that humanity, much of humanity can feel this way. Much of humanity can feel this way, abandoned and, and deserted. Um, and so, um, you know, later in the surah, when it, at the end, the last where, ayah where it says, but the bounty of thy Lord rehearse and proclaim. So those who have received this great news, that is what they are to do. We are to uh, give water. Uh, all those who have received this glorious news are to give water and consolation. It says, and the hereafter will be better for you even than the present. And so the present we can consider as our, our life on earth, you know, and life on earth, although we, we can say it has all the elements of paradise and it is paradise, manifests as paradise, uh, at, at very at special moments, but it is also challenging and difficult, and 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 sometimes you know puts us into doubt or puts us down into depression or alienation or uh, distress. And when we see injustice in the world, and and as we know, we've been witnessing terrible injustice um, all over the globe, really, all over the globe. And um, in part, we feel responsible for that when it comes from our country. In part, we feel responsible for it when it comes from law enforcement. And, and instead of the law, which should be the Sharia, that's the true law of God. It is, uh, you know, the law of the powerful and, and the oppressor that is killing people killing African-Americans, killing Native Americans, killing uh, poor, killing children, killing uh, those who can't stand up for themselves. And there's an ayat about that, or a few ayats in the Quran, or many ayats, where you know people are oppressed and they cry out, when will help come? Please send us a helper. Um, so addresses this present, the hereafter will be better for you than, than the present. So that, that gives hope to humanity. Um, and then, of course, there's an other meanings, other levels of that, the akhira, which is already inside of us. So to say, if you want to find paradise, if you want to find consolation, if you want to find me, that is Allah, go into that place in yourself where I am where I have never been absent. As we know, Allah says, I am closer to you than your life vain. So what kind of closeness is that? That's a closeness that we don't normally even consider, but we should. And soon thy beloved, thy guardian Lord will give you that which will greatly please you. 
so that's also when we repair to our interior jerga, our interior, our heart, our inner heart, our fuad, you know, we will be filled with divine pleasure, well-pleased and well-pleasing. Um, and then also, it has also that other level of meaning, again, the hereafter, or that we will see even in our own lifetime, inshallah, um, you know, the coming of greater justice, the coming of greater uh, faith and manifestation of faith on earth, um, that will be very pleasing to the believers. That's very, very pleasing. And we know that also for the Prophet of Allah, that meant that his intercession, his love for humanity uh, would be uh, fulfilled and granted. And, and that all souls will return to their loving Lord, you know, after having been distracted from their loving Lord. When, when Allah cries out in Quran, what has distracted you from your loving Lord? What has distracted us from our loving Lord? We, we need to contemplate that. So the Prophet's prayers is, is, is for all of us this entire creation from the beginning to the end to be find salvation. And then Allah addresses the prophet to remind him, you know, did I not find you an orphan and give you shelter? So we know that literally the prophet was orphaned. Um, his own father, Abdullah, died, um, as it said, six months prior to his birth. And um, and his mother died when, I think it's some little different, but about five years old, when he was about five, five or six years old. And then, as we know, he was taken under the care of his grandfather, Abdul Muttalib, uh, and uh, into the house also of, of his uh, uncle. Um, so that's one level. But again, each of us has experienced this. So we can experience it in, 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 in different aspects of our life where we felt like an orphan, a motherless child, as in the, the gospel song. Um, but also in our spiritual path. I mean, I know, I feel very much that I felt like wandering on the earth. I felt lost, really. And uh, I mean, already I was, you know, seeking, but seeking what seems, of course, like a long time, which was probably just the blink of an eye, but then to find Musafir Fendi, to find this lineage, to find this water of life, to find this, these paradise fountains uh, of knowledge and love and uh, within the tariqat uh, was really the, the refuge was being taken in and finding a spiritual family, finding spiritual parents, and then realizing that, you know, my own parents, uh, I could go back and really revere them as I should have, but couldn't, did not, probably since I was a young child. But when I found that bond to Allah, I could go back and, and, um, to my own birth parents and, and love them in the way that, that is due to them. Um, he found the wandering. 
So again, this is an address to the prophet. I found thee wandering because the prophet, peace be upon himself, was wandering. He would, as we know, he would go to Mount Hira. He was a seeker. And, um, and you know, we don't know the story of his inner life before he became prophet, but uh, it must, he, we know he was um, um, one of the, the Hanif. He was a Hanif. There were, it was a tradition of, of people in, in Mecca and around who um, worshiped one, one God, who had the understanding of one, one reality. So he, he was that, um, but you know, he had not found his God. And um, so Allah said, and found thee wandering, and we gave thee guidance. So he received, of course, much guidance along the way. Um, but again, they were, that was just like fragrance. And then when he received that first revelation, or maybe when he started to have those dreams, those true dreams, and, but it was really the first revelation that he was brought, Ikra, recite. Uh, that was the guidance for him. He received guidance directly from Allah. Ikra, bismirabiket halak. So recite in the name of thy Lord, most generous. Alhamdulillah. So that is the good news. That is the good news. So isn't it interesting that for the very first word is a word that is also ambiguous between read and recite. So the recitation is, of course, the giving. It's already giving it out to humanity or to creation. Halak al insan min ikra, So who taught humanity that which humanity did not know? So what does humanity not know? Humanity does not know itself. That's what humanity does not know. And it does not know its Lord. So the, the prophet is, is the way, I mean, this revelation, this path is the way uh, to receive this knowledge. That's the most important knowledge is to know oneself, know yourself and know your Lord. And he found thee in need and made thee independent. There's the Ghani um, from Fa'agna. Uh, it's also, you know, the, the rich with the divine qualities. So in need. And um, so we are in need. And it said that one of the great guidances actually for us is to understand our need, neediness, that we are utterly needy. And you know, I know in common social terms, it's not good to look needy. You don't want to ever look needy. You, you want to look independent. Well, actually on the spiritual path, it's the opposite. <laughs> our good, our blessing is to be utterly needy. And that's how we go before Allah. That's how you, how do you go before a sovereign, all powerful? You don't go like another sovereign. No, you go as the beggar as the nothing, as the dust. So this is tremendous guidance. So we found you in need. And so we know that the prophet always came. I read that prayer of his uh, the other night, uh, how he had his face in the dust. 
and, and calling himself a desperate, lowly beggar. This is how we should come. He's our model. And made the independent. So when we, what that means also is when we come in need, Allah will fill us. So independent uh, is not independent in one sense. You could say independent, but only by means of Allah. Maybe independent of creation. And, and the, um, the mystics differ on this. Ibn Arabi says that we're never really, we should never consider ourselves independent of creation. First of all, it can lead to arrogance. Like, I don't need, I just need God. I don't need anything. I don't need anyone. I just need Allah. Um, that is, can be very quickly a distortion because Allah manifests through all of us. And this is Ibn Harbi's teaching. So the one who is actually very evolved is the one who is also accepting the cup of water, the, the, the tea, the helping hand. The, and our brother Omar was so much like that. We were speaking about him earlier with each other and with the family. And that's one of the things that really struck me about him. He never refused anything. And uh, he never refused. And even though it seemed like maybe not the right thing, he would accept it and try it and use it and find benefit in it. So um, the real richness is by being needy. That's how we become rich, is by being utterly needy. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. And we know that even the Prophet, peace be upon him, was chastened by Allah overtly in the Quran for heeding, um, you know, the powerful Quraysh in, in some gathering and not heeding the blind person who came and sort of interrupted and wanted to ask something. And then Allah came with an ayah and said, you know, you shouldn't do this. The blind man could receive guidance, whereas you, you paid attention to these arrogant ones. But it's very interesting, again, that Ibn Arabi interpreted that to say that he, it was not that he was chasing after, of course, any kind of idea of wealth or power. It was rather he was only seeing Allah there, but Allah is the glorious and, and you know, kind of magnificence as it will be demonstrated in people who, who dress finely or who have that means. Um, and that's what he was paying attention to, that attribute, divine attribute, and not the attribute of neediness. So Allah is also there. Allah has said, I was sick and you did not come to visit me. I was hungry, you did not feed me. If you had come, you would have found me there. If you had fed this person, you would have found me there. So. Um, what wisdom. So in that sense, we're never independent. And, you know, we are always, we should always, in fact, cultivate more and more awareness and sensitivity to Allah's manifestation in creation and, um, and be sensitive and, and responsive to it. Responsive, responsive. Therefore, Allah says, Therefore, treat not the orphan with harshness. So that's powerful. We can't treat anyone with harshness. No one. No one. 
and not even the one who murdered Imam Ali. May he be blessed. He was so he was afraid. He told his companions after he, you know he had been stabbed uh, with a poison sword. He told them, "Please be gentle with him, his murderer. Please be gentle with him." So we can't treat anyone harshly, nor ourselves. Can't treat ourselves harshly either. Nor repulse the petitioner. So anyone who comes to ask from us anything is Allah coming to ask. So we, we have to give something. We have to give either a reply, if it's a question, or if it's to ask for money, we have to give something. We might be poor, we say, well, I don't have anything. Well, that's not true, we always have something. And that's, the, of course, the story of the widow's mite, the widow's penny in the gospel. We always have something to give and know that we are giving to Allah. I mean, this is so rich and, and deep and subtle. This takes care almost of, you know, our whole path. But the bounty of thy Lord, rehearse and proclaim it. So we, we rehearse means, I, 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 I guess, um, so that's in fahadith. So that means we, you know, telling, reminding ourselves, um, studying it ourselves, the bounty, contemplating it, and also then living it. So we don't have to necessarily go out and talk about how generous God is, Allah is, you know, and tell as many people as possible. We have to tell as many people as possible. No, we just have to become it. That's how we proclaim it. That's we, we, we live it. We become it. We become what Allah has just instructed us to. So alhamdulillah, on, on this day of Omar's passing, we, we dedicate our Juma to our beloved brother Omar Sadiq, who was a true Juma person. And Allah graced him by passing on this Juma between the Zikr and the Juma. And the, the, just at Duhata, it could be that the 10 not sure, there is a, a, a 1030, um, it corresponds to a particular sacred time, and um, we can find that out. So, um, and this is so much him. I mean, he's so much the Surah Duha. He's so, and, and we are so grateful. He visited, it just feels like a visit of a number of years um, that he joined our, our community and just became this beautiful light amongst us, a beautiful companion of love and kindness and a model of, of the way, alhamdulillah. So now, um, traditionally in Juma, we just take a moment to inwardly offer uh, one, a salawat to the Prophet and his family, sallallahu and then I will go to one hadith, alhamdulillah.
Anjana. Um, okay, well, this is good for, for Omar. I was actually looking for the one where um, Allah says, you know, if you chase after the world, the world will run away from you. And you will be like a, a wild animal in the, in the desert, running. You will be exhausted um, and, and, um, and you will have nothing. So everything you've chased after will abandon you. If you run after me, the world will run after you. Isn't that amazing? So it's the opposite, logic. So this is where the truth surpasses logic. Logic would say that what you run after, you will achieve and bring you, you know, what you really want and fulfillment. So no, it's the opposite of logic. So if you run after that in the world, which is said to be a mirage, we know that in a sense, the creation is like a glorious mirage. The only truth in this creation is Allah. And of course, then all these invitations, all these doors to Allah, exactly through the beggar or through the rich man or through uh, fasting or everything is like a gate to Allah. Everything is invitation uh, to recognize, to give praise to Allah, to give thanks to Allah. So in that sense, it's not a mirage. It's the truth. In fact, this creation we call it's the haq also. Uh, but if we take it as, you know, a finally abiding thing, each thing as it appears, and not recognize that it is the essence of Allah, that it is an attribute of Allah, and a teaching of Allah, and an ayat of Allah in Quran, then we, we mistake it. And if we think we can hold it, grab it, preserve it, uh, pass it on, uh, all of that, then, um, you know, then we labor a lot and we labor in vain. So for the, the seekers, the knowers, the lovers, let us um, take and, and grab <laughs> Allah in everything and let us uh, see everything as, as a lesson, as a, um, as a teaching, as, a, as an approach to Allah, a way to become nearer, because when we give thanks, we come nearer to Allah. When we are grateful, we are drawn nearer to Allah. Uh, when we understand a teaching, we become nearer to Allah. So, alhamdulillah, um, and it says, and if you run after me, the world will run after you. So what we... <laughs> left will run after us and then we won't have to work so hard this is why ultimately dervishes um you know and and lovers of god end up not having to strive so hard for their material means because allah makes it easy easier for them in fact our peer has prayed that razak his dervishes receive a sufficient razak for themselves and to be able to share so it's one of his uh, you know, miracles. And um, so the world will run after us, but we need to run after Allah, alhamdulillah. <laughs>
So also what I wanted to share uh, for Omar on this day, Brother Omar, Muhammad the Messenger, may divine peace be upon him, once conveyed these words directly from Allah Most High. For my righteous servants, I have prepared what no eye has ever seen, what no ear has ever heard, and what no mind has ever conceived. This hadith comes from that transmission of the intimate companion, Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him. For my righteous servants, I have prepared what no eye has ever seen, what no ear has ever heard, and what no mind has ever conceived. Alhamdulillah. I'd like to say one more word to backtrack onto the hadith of the world and um, it doesn't mean that we have to become fakirs and not do anything in the world, you know, not have any achievement, not work, not make money. Effendi was never against money, interesting enough. He was not a sheikh who, you know, castigated money. No, he said, have money, have money in your pocket and then you can share it, have something to give to others. You know, if you're the fakir, if you just have nothing, what can you give to others? What can you share? So it was rather that our heart. So he didn't mean that we shouldn't work in the world because we need to work. We need to have jobs or we, Adam had to work and Eve had to work. They tilled and they had to earn their living by the sweat of their brow. So we do too, you know. Uh, and that's another, I would say, subtle inflection that, you know, we're not just here, just maybe just do tesbi in some cave or something and pray for it. No, we have to get out in the fields and, and work and be in the market, be with people, share their uh, labors, um, share pains, share joys, share food. Um, so that's just, you know, to, I, I don't, I didn't mean, I don't mean that we should not be working in the world doesn't mean we shouldn't be making money and so forth. Good. Okay. Alhamdulillah. And I would say that's these teachings are all subtly in our tarikat. And every tarikat has slightly puts emphasis on slightly different aspects of the sunnah. But, you know, these are some of ours. Effendi was a person um, of the world. And in the world, I mean, not of it, in the world and not of it. And he drew the souls out of the world, but they had to go back in to do the same thing. And um, Sheikh Noor made the amazing statement. He said, I was born in the palace of Pharaoh. I was born in the palace, because he was born with wealth, love, and to oppose Pharaoh. So, alhamdulillah. Good. And we all have our particular places in the world. We can't copy each other necessarily. We can take the best of what each other has. And, uh, but each of us has a unique station and a unique place in the world. Alhamdulillah. Thank you so much. Beautiful companions. And um, on this path of love, way of love, 
love has so many faces, so many fragrances, so many uh, dispositions. So inshallah, may we embrace them all.